We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on tonight. Hope everybody's doing well. I uh, <clears throat> This past weekend, I, I had a bit of a, a family scare. Uh, my uh, soon-to-be two-year-old daughter had uh, some breathing issues, and we had to rush her into the emergency room, and she was actually in the hospital for uh, a couple days. So... Uh, <clears throat> Little, little tired and exhausted from that experience, but uh, happy to be back on and talk uh, UConn football with my good friend Justin uh, Brissett. Glad to have you back, Justin. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to uh, glad to just be here talking UConn football. It's what we love to do. Yes. So. In, in today's episode, we're going to try to hit on a couple different things. Uh, we had this sp spring practice kicked off. Um, one interesting thing we uh, that was noted by some of the guys that were there, some of the uh, reporters and stuff, was Kale Millen working with the DBs. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more on the upcoming visits this week. Um, we have our first commitment of the 2024 season uh, we'll dive into the schedule a little bit, uh, just to look at that a little, and then uh, we'll continue our position breakdown with the running backs. And then, of course, we we have to talk about uh, UConn men's basketball dominating in the NCAA tournament uh, in their run to the Final Four. So <clears throat> let's go ahead and get started, Justin. What... Uh, what excited you the most about uh, some of the stuff you saw for spring practice kicking off? Uh, spring practice, uh, what the, the nice thing was is, uh, you know, see, seeing the receiving core uh, really looking confident uh, this year. Uh, the tight ends, they're also looking really well. Uh, also quarterbacks. Um, quarterbacks are really it's a it's a competition there and it, uh it, it definitely looks like all of them have zip on the ball and and they're pretty accurate at this point to uh, for, for the videos that i've seen absolutely some of the some of the people i was talking to um from a from a couple players to uh uh different uh some other people that were there just talked about how so many like you said so many of the quarterbacks just really looked good and uh, it, like you said, it is an open competition, and those receivers and everybody else in the tight ends—they're—they're they're gonna have some fun this year on offense. Oh yeah, and you know, it, the the offense—you know—you have to just keep it going from from last year. You know, we we didn't we ended on it, it was kind of a negative moment, but it was also a positive note too, uh, and. Uh, we just got to keep it rolling, and also the other the other core I'm actually really looking uh, I'm actually looking forward to is the uh, 
the linebacker crew and the defensive backs because we got um, you know some new guys in there. Uh, defensive line too. I I, I think we're going to have you know just just hungry men on the line this year, which is it, it, it's it's going to be pretty exciting. I couldn't agree more. I think that core group that we have is just. I can't wait till we get to break down the defensive line. That core group that we have is a fantastic group of players. Oh yeah, and they, uh, you know, they 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 really they're really working their tail off. I mean, uh, I know with Matt King, uh, with uh, with the with the weight training, and just you know doing everything right. You know, fundamentally too. Uh, you know, I, I I know they're they're definitely working on that and. Um, I'm I'm really excited to see them uh, against some of the tough competition in our schedule this year. Absolutely, I I think we have multiple NFL players on the defensive line. Oh yeah, I mean you know my 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 good guy uh, Dalmont Gordine. I mean, <laughs> I that that guy that guy's crazy. I mean, last year you know from from all the years I've seen him progress, he's just he's just getting better and better and better every single year. And, you could definitely tell his confidence levels there. Um, we also, you know, Jelani Stafford too is coming back. He actually, you know, was a was a big guy too, and I'm I'm pretty excited to see this whole crew. <clears throat> Absolutely. One of the things that caught my eye in some of the tape that I've seen is uh, Justin Jolie really like utilizing his body now. And just making every catch, and and if when he's doing that, it, it's going to be a real problem for anybody to defend him because linebackers are going to be too slow, DBs and safeties are going to be too small. It's just going to it's going to be a problem. Yeah, and and with Justin too, which is really nice to see. Like last year, also as a freshman, true freshman, uh, he, a lot of freshmen when they come in, even like tight ends, they try to catch the ball with their body, but he was mm-hmm. catching his ball with. With, with his hands and you, you could just tell you know he's definitely fit for the position and with some of the clips that I've seen too uh, he, he, he's definitely looking he's definitely looking bigger he's looking stronger and he's looking more you know even more confident which is really nice to see in the tight end right and I, and I know just from talking to him a little bit like the game's starting to slow down and and if it's doing so for him I know it's going to be doing so for all the other younger guys too Oh yeah, that's that's really nice to hear because you know when the game starts slowing down, that means you know we're getting better, mm-hmm. and, and for for them to be in that mindset right now is is really just going to help them. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of excited to to, to see all these guys live in uh, April for the spring showcase. Absolutely, that's going to be a ton of fun. I can't wait for that. Oh, me neither. Not. I might actually uh, this year. Last year I was kind of it was kind of um, I was a newbie at it, but uh, this year I'm going to be uh, recording a lot of it and uh, and you know just 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 watching it over uh, over the phone um, for like you know a month or two just to see you know which which players are progressing, which players are you know still need work at you know uh, certain certain uh, positions. One interesting thing from uh, from the early spring practices would it would be Kale Millen, uh, quarterback, working with the defensive backs. I thought that was kind of interesting. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, actually, I, I thought it was pretty interesting, but as, as, as we've seen last year, you know, the, uh, you know, him as a quarterback, it, it, it didn't really look like it was working out for him. Uh, he's a pretty tall kid and, you know, and, and being a defensive back, I mean, he, he kind of, he kind of fits that. And, uh, I actually think he's gonna, he's gonna do really well. It, it, it's gonna give him some, you know, he needs some time, you know, practice just to, you know, figure it all out. But that's that. I actually thought that was pretty cool. It almost reminded me of, you know, you know, how some of these kids that are quarterbacks in college, and when they go to NFL, some of the scouts or some of the coaches, you know, they tell them, hey, you know, you'll be better at tight end, or hey, you'll mm-hmm. be better at, you know, safety, or you know, uh, quarterback. And that's kind of cool because it. It shows you that these coaches, you know, they, they have a NFL mindset, not not a college mindset, which which is going to just better I, I think it's gonna better kill too. Absolutely. I give him a ton of credit for 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 wanting to do something like that and for uh, he's obviously crazy athletic, super athletic. We see him when he runs the football, how athletic he is so i mean just with his body type his his speed and the things that he can do i think it would be great oh yeah and uh and actually this 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 might sound kind of weird too but i I believe he can actually catch the ball a little too it it, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe they would just try like a you know a wide receiver set for him i could see that too yeah. We, we we know how much uh, Coach Charlton loves the trick plays, so I could really see something coming from that too. Oh yeah, you know, even even just you know jet sweeps and stuff with him. I mean, he's he's really quick. He uh, is. He, he you know he's 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 talented, and oh my goodness, I mean, uh, he definitely has a lot of upside to him. Um, I mean, you know, even even last year, you know, in the quarterback role, I could see that he had a lot of you know upside and. I want I want to see more out of them now. Mm-hmm. Well, let's shift to something exciting going on. With last week, we saw a ton of visits to campus. We couldn't even get all of them in on the podcast just because there there were so many guys that that visited. It was amazing. Um, but this coming weekend, we got a ton more. Oh yeah, we do. Um... It was it was kind of crazy because uh, you know looking up these players all of a sudden they, they pop up on Twitter last minute but uh, I I think we I think we caught them all uh, this time which is nice. Who you got? All right, so we have uh, Mario Johnson. Uh, he's a 2024 uh, recruit from uh, Milford Academy. That's in uh, Braintree, uh, Massachusetts. He's coming in as an athlete. He is 5'10", 185 pounds. His 40-yard dash is a 4.49. In high school, uh, as as a running back, he played uh, four games. He had 16 carries for 90 yards. And he had uh, one touchdown uh, rushing, and it looked like he had another touchdown for a kick return. Um, And then he also played uh, cornerback. And he had six total tackles. Um, his visits uh, slash invites to, to spring training, I still consider them visits. Uh, UNH, uh, UMass, Columbia, 
BC and Monmouth and also also Yukon, of course. Um, then the sec then the second kid um, we have uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not butchering his name Tarek Mallory. He's a 2025 recruit uh, from New Haven, Connecticut. He played at West Haven High School. Um, he's six foot five, 183 pounds. He's a wide receiver uh, slash athlete. His uh, 40-yard dash is a 4.54. Also in uh, high school, he played 11 games. So he had 30 receptions for 423 yards and four touchdowns. Um, On defense, he played in the same amount of games. He plays both sides. Uh, He also had nine tackles. Um, His offer list right now, uh, his offers is Maryland. And he visited uh, Virginia. Um, and then he's going to uh, visit Rutgers on uh, 4:22. And then he visited Bryant, uh, Lehigh, and that is it for him. Um, he definitely looks like he has a lot of upside uh, uh, to him. Um, just just looking at him, just just having the uh, the, the nickname Magic. Um, the third one is uh, Tristan Washington. Uh, he's uh, he's from New Haven, Connecticut. He's a uh, 2026 recruit. Um, he played at Cheshire Academy. Uh, defensive back, he is 6'2", 205. In his uh, freshman year, he played as a wide receiver. He had nine uh, games played, 14 receptions, 165 yards for one touchdown. And then he had one touchdown kickoff return. Uh, he also played at defensive back, and uh, he had 11 tackles. His offers right now is UConn. Uh, that was his one sole uh, uh, Division One offer uh, for FBS schools. Uh, his visits, um, he's going to visit Virginia Tech on uh, April 14th. And he also visited Rutgers in Maryland. Uh also, there is another one, a, uh, a big recruit from uh, Mount Pleasant uh, in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. And uh, he, uh, his name is David Rodriguez. He's an athlete. Uh, he's 6'1", 165 pounds. He's the class of uh, 2025. Um, his offer list is very impressive. Um, it's Arizona, Baylor, Miss, uh, Connecticut, Georgia, Kentucky, Maryland, UMass, Michigan, Penn State, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Purdue, South Carolina, Syracuse, TCU, Tulane, USF, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, and then um, on, two, on uh, 247 I looked up uh, also Boston College. Georgia, Houston, Miami, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, and the other school too is uh, Mississippi State. <laughs> goodness gracious! <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so you name it, he's got an offer. <laughs> yes, pretty much. It almost seems like he got an offer for every single school. <laughs> just, just the fact to have him on campus is absolutely huge for UConn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, and what what's nice about him too? I actually forgot. 
he's the number one ranked uh, uh, recruit in uh, New England, which is huge. That's huge. He, and some more, some more accolades from him. Uh, he also played in the uh, All American Bowl on NBC. So, and, and he's also a one-time New England champion. So. <laughs> Again, huge that UConn gets him on campus for a visit. Oh, yeah. And I, I actually think he, he's coming on campus, too, because I, I, I honestly believe it's because of the independent schedule. Um, you know, us playing all these P5 schools and having, you know, really well-built uh, uh, schedules is, is probably one of the upsides. Absolutely. And then just with – first off, I just – I have to say that our coaching staff is doing just an amazing job hitting the recruiting trail. And and it seems like every day popping up on the Twitter feed we're seeing an offer for or multiple players. And it, it, it's such a breath of fresh air. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, you know, we, we also – it, we, we also saw another, you know, a, a grad transfer, a defensive back grad transfer mm-hmm. that was offered too today, and uh, he's he's actually transferring out from Washington State. Um, you know, last year he he had you know eleven total tackles, um, and he I, I I saw game tape on him too, and oh man, you know he, he, the kid can play you know defensive back pretty nicely, and the coaches are doing. One heck of a, of, of a job on this one, uh, on all of them, really. Right. So, in any of the coaches that happen to listen to this and listen to our show ever, we truly appreciate everything you guys are doing. And I know all of UConn Husky Nation fans can say the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, really. And, and, and what's really nice, too, is seeing these recruits with, you know, big schools either visiting them or, you know, offering them. And a lot, a lot of these kids, you know, it you you really didn't see it before, and now you could just tell that, you know, just going to a bowl game also, it, it, it's just changing around the, the the whole program really quickly. You know, it, it's we we definitely all appreciate it, and a lot of people on uh, Twitter that's uh, from UConn Nation. I mean, we're all we're all talking football right now, basketball. I mean, we're we're just ecstatic. Absolutely. <clears throat> Shifting gears a little bit, uh, we did we did see uh, a transfer out. Uh, Ethan Williams uh, entered the portal. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, you know, Ethan Williams. It was it was it was kind of a shock because you know he transferred from uh, Boston College and. He looked like he had a lot of upside to him, but I, I have a feeling he might be just transferring out because of, uh, you know, how how many wide receivers we have. Maybe he was, you know, lower than uh, depth chart, but that actually kind of surprised me. Absolutely, and we wish him nothing but the best in his search. Yeah, yeah, most yeah, and uh, and I'm I'm hoping he has he has good luck, you know, finding the the right school to play. Uh, absolutely and 
from this past weekend, we were able to get our first uh, commitment. Uh, one of our players, that one of the guys that visited this past weekend, uh, Caleb Stewart, um, a linebacker from Hollywood, Florida, goes to Chaminade Madonna Prep down there. Um, he's a 2024 commitment. Like I said, he's a six foot, 195 pound linebacker, super quick guy. Um, chose UConn over offers from Bowling Green, FIU, Indiana, Liberty, and UMass. So uh, a good list of schools there, and a, a really nice pickup for uh, for UConn football. As I looked into him a little bit more and into his film, I mean he is a quick, athletic guy. Um, so it's it, it's it's going to be exciting to see um, what he can do when it comes comes to his time at UConn. Um, I, I told you his offer list. He visited uh, Florida State uh, earlier in uh, in March. Um, so this was a this was a guy who was getting some uh, interest from some bigger schools as well. So I'm I'm excited about this pickup for the Huskies. Yeah, uh, uh, me too. I mean, uh, you know, he, he he looks like a, he looks like just a pure athlete, and um, you know. <clears throat> the, the UConn staff really likes, you know, uh, fast. I'm, I'm thinking he's probably going to be playing outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you, you, it, he almost looks like a guy that can, you know, really, really break up plays and really go in and pressure the quarterback. And uh, and his <laughs> seeing his offer was it was 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 amazing, um, you know. And and for for him to choose UConn, the the, the first. Uh, Actually, the first domino to fall. Um, I think you know we're 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 definitely probably going to see like a trickle effect too because uh, you know some some of these kids you know they 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 have friends and they they see this too and they say hey he went to UConn okay you know what's what what's going on there? <laughs> Absolutely, there's more coming. We know it. Oh yeah, I just have a feeling. I think this this weekend could, we could see another domino or two fall. So it, it it's exciting times, that's for sure. Oh yeah, and uh, you know you know this weekend, a lot of the kids coming in. I mean they're 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 talented. So uh, I I'm I'm really hoping that some of them uh, become Huskies. Absolutely. Next, we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about uh, next season's schedule. I know we've discussed it a little bit on previous episodes, but uh, they did some shifting in the scheduling, um, moved a game or two around. So um, opening up now this year against North Carolina State, um, then going to Georgia State, uh, then host FIU, host Duke, and host Utah State. Four home games in September. Um, then they open up October at Rice in Houston, Texas. Then uh, host uh, South Florida, go to Boston College, go to Tennessee, go to James Madison, host Sacred Heart, and then finish the year off against UMass at a neutral site that hasn't been determined yet. So, Justin, I would love to hear your thoughts on what would be potentially considered a good season. A good, a good seat, like a lot, a lot of people would think, you know, seven and five, you know, mm-hmm. one game better than last year. Uh, I actually think this year we could definitely go eight and four. Um, we have the team, we have the talent, 
And a lot of these schools coming to East Hartford, uh, especially four games in September, uh, that with, with, with the crowd, uh, with the noisy crowd from, you know, last year going into this year, uh, it's it's going to be exciting. And uh, I, I, I think having four home games, too, really close together, it's just going to help them down the stretch. I agree. And, and Husky Nation, I'm going to ask you this. What home game should I go to this year? I'm already planning. I'm already committed to going to. I'm going to the Tennessee game. Um, what what home game should I go to this year, Justin? I actually like. Uh, I actually like the Utah State game. Um, I think that's going to be Utah State or Duke. I mean, I, that's pretty much a toss up for me. Uh, I think those two games are going to be a battle, but it's. We definitely have a chance to, you know, upset those those teams. Absolutely, and NC State loses a lot from last season, as well in that opening week, uh, game one for us. So, I'm really, really intrigued because I I think that we can we can make a statement in that game. Yeah, I mean, if if we can open up one and zero, I mean. It's a, a lot of a lot of the teams down the stretch are going to be looking at film and are going to be are going to be working their tail off because they're going to say, "Well, these guys are for real." And uh, yeah, we can we could definitely make a statement uh, uh, with uh, North Carolina State game, and I'm I'm truly hoping that we uh, start off strong. One part of the schedule that really intrigues me is the. Uh Three ACC opponents, and I think you know where I'm going with this, Justin. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, yeah, uh, I, th- oh, I think I think we, we we all know the rumors and everything flying around about conference realignment and everything, and uh, we we all have heard of the ACC potentially being one of those suitors in. We all know that our great AD Dave Benedict has definitely uh, hinted to some things. Yeah, I mean this. I I I, I think this is a this is a pretty big hint uh, uh, for for UConn and UConn fans. Um, it's very it's very intriguing how you know we we have three ACC opponents on the schedule, and uh, it's definitely done. Um, um, not on purpose. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we talked about the four home games in September, but there is also a stretch of three road games going to Boston College, to Tennessee, and to James Madison. Um, I, I, I don't think we need to talk in depth on Tennessee. I mean, that is what it is. But JMU is very good, and but Boston College, we all know, is a that's a win we want and need to get. Yes, especially going up the Chestnut Hill. Um, I would love to see the Huskies uh, beat BC on their on their home turf. That would be just truly amazing. I actually might pop up for that game. How how far of a trip is that? I I don't even. I, mean, I obviously I don't live in Connecticut, so I, that's not my uh, neck of the woods. Uh, for for that it's about it's about an hour if if i take the train um it could be a little shorter you know about 55 minutes oh nice okay <clears throat> well 
that's a, that's a quick little look into the schedule. I think we're both in agreement that seven and five, eight and four is is very doable. Uh, six and six at worst. I mean, I think we we agree on that. Yeah, I mean, it, as as long as they're you know bowl eligible at the end of the year, I mean that's that's a successful season right there. Absolutely, and now we're going to take a look into our position break breakdowns that we're starting every week. Now uh, we're gonna we're into the running back position now, and right now on the spring roster there are six guys at the running back position. So uh, I'll let I'll let Justin start with. Uh, probably the number one guy that everybody's thinking of at the running back position with Victor Rosa. Yeah, Victor Rosa. Um, you know, he's our he's that Gatorade Player of the Year, of course, and uh, he's definitely coming off a strong season. Uh, last year, he had 140 attempts. Um, that's tied for 111th. Um, 636 yards. That's um, 126th in the uh, country. Uh, 11, tu- 11 touchdowns, he was tied for 33rd, and he had uh, um, 15 yards in receptions. Um, so look, looking at his games, too, uh, BC was uh, really the game where it all started for him. Um, he went uh, for 15 attempts, 31 yards, and he was just he was just beginning his, uh, his, his uh, craziness, I call it. Uh, UMass... Um, he had 17 attempts, uh, 87 yards for two touchdowns. Uh, Liberty, um, which was a huge game for us, UMass, of course, uh, 10 attempts um, for 63 yards, two touchdowns. At Army, he had uh, 12 attempts for 1,100 yards. I mean, 1,100. 111 yards, one touchdown. He also had just one fumble, and that was, you know, for the for the whole year, which was amazing. Um, in the bowl game, too, against Marshall, um, he was very strong there, too. He had 16 attempts for 75 yards, two touchdowns. And uh, going into this season, too, he's definitely, you know, projected to be our uh, running back one. I, I really can't wait to see him. And I have to add that Marshall game was against the number one rushing defense in the nation. That's wow. <laughs> That's a good sign for us. <laughs> Absolutely. I will take the next one. We have uh, Devonte Houston, um, who is from Alabama. Uh, super, super athletic and quick guy. I I had the pleasure of interviewing him uh, uh, on the podcast. Um, couple months ago and just such a humble kid a young man i should say and just uh it was a joy to have on the show but looking looking at his stats from last year 84 carries 578 yards and three touchdowns he dealt with uh some ankle injuries throughout the year Um, he had a huge 75 yard touchdown run against umass and he had huge games against fresno state and fiu and his performance against fresno state that certainly helped us win that football game. And then uh, it was cool to see him play really well against FIU, closer to home for him as well. Um, he had a he had a big game against Army, ran for 85 yards against Army. So uh, he closed the year really strong after uh, getting hurt at the beginning of the year. 
So the next one, I will turn to Justin now with Brian Bruton. All right, Brian Bruton, a uh, very short-lived uh, 2022 season for him, but uh, he had uh, 85 yards, um, and then he had five receptions for 25 yards. He was injured um, while playing in the uh, Syracuse game. He had a broken finger and a fractured elbow, and that was – I felt like he had a lot of upside coming into the season. Uh, 2021 – you know, he was. I I, I kind of kind of want to talk about this too because he's primarily our our kickoff guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's you know, and he had 717 yards for two touchdowns, and his longest return was uh, versus Clemson that year. So I'm really hoping that he comes back in the 2022 season strong and and healthy because we definitely uh, definitely need him. Uh, can't have, you know, Victor Rosa or, you know, even I think Devontae Houston too, you know, always uh, always on kickoff returns or punt returns. So it's definitely going to be exciting to see him coming back for this season. He was a preseason All-American for almost everyone. All the prognosticators made him a preseason All-American last year for kickoffs. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you know, a lot, a lot of people too they, they kind of know that UConn in the past also the 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 kick return game was always really strong and and having him as your as your kickoff guy it, it really helps because if he can return it for a touchdown you're already up by you know seven points so it, it's it's definitely an upside and I I really can't wait I I think he has huge upside this year mm-hmm. and uh, he's definitely he's definitely gonna like come back he's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder which is going to be nice to see absolutely i have uh the next one uh a transfer for us uh from louisville jalen mitchell um i know husky fans are going to be super excited to see him this year he had a huge he had a big 2021 season 155 carries 722 yards and five touchdowns also uh was a threat uh, receiving the ball. Uh, so <clears throat> he, he was Louisville's leading rusher in 2021, um, came into 2022 and, uh, had some injuries early, uh, leg injuries that kind of kept him out for a good chunk of the year. He had 52 carries, 347 yards and two touchdowns. He's known for being a, uh, yards after ki- after carry guy has a lot of yak yards in his career. Um, is average over five yards per carry during his time at Louisville. So we're getting a guy who can, who's, who can move it. He, he's quick. He uh, is elusive, but at the same time, he does really well after contact. Justin, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Jalen. Yeah, he um, he kind of almost reminds me a little bit of uh, of. Um you know, like a Victor Rosa type player almost, because uh, Victor's Victor's pretty good at a lot of that, a lot of that stuff too. And I, when I saw uh, you know tape on uh, Jalen, um, I definitely, I definitely see like we're 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 getting a quality uh, type running back from him, and I can't wait to see what he can do. I mean, uh, you know, he 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 definitely has a lot of upside in, uh, you know, I'm. I'm we, we need depth at, uh, at running back, too, and we got it. So uh, I'm definitely excited. 
Absolutely. Uh, you got the next guy on the list, uh, Cameron Edwards. All right, Cameron Edwards. Uh, he's from uh, Norwalk, Connecticut. Um, he came in as a cornerback, and then he transitioned uh, later on in the season last year. I think it was mid-season, I believe, um, to running back position. Uh, I believe uh, due to due to injuries, of course, too. And uh, you could kind of tell, you know, um, why he also was um, transitioned over to a running back because he was a three-year starter in uh, high school. He had 2,349 rushing yards uh, for for, uh, 35 rushing touchdowns, and he had a total of, um, a grand total of 44 total touchdowns. So, um, He's definitely, you know, one of those uh, uh, quick guys. Um, he looks like a guy that can that can really, you know, hit hit the hole, and he's a really quick player. So I'm definitely excited um, for it. Uh, his his awards too. Um, he he was the New Haven Register Game Time uh, Connecticut State uh, Player of the Year, which is which is pretty nice to see too. So I'm I'm really I'm really excited to see uh, um, what he could do. Absolutely. And then I I have the the final the sixth guy Hunter Clark. He's another Connecticut guy. Um, he is by far the biggest running back we have on our roster at uh, 233 pounds. Um, the young guy who didn't see any action last year. Um, It'll be interesting to see with him being in the biggest back that we have, if he potentially gets some touches in the in the goal line situation. Um, but we'll have to see. But I think Justin, you would agree with this that there's an opportunity to potentially uh, fill a a hole of losing Robert Burns, our big bruising back, um, in this next uh, uh, transfer portal opening coming in the in the spring. Oh yeah, there's um, there you know, coming in spring. I think after like spring showcases and stuff, we're gonna probably see the influx of uh, portal uh, kids, and um, it would it would be nice to see you know another running back coming in. Absolutely, I th- I think it's something like I said. I think it's something we could really see, but uh, I I think we agree though that the the group of guys that we have, there's definitely a lot of talent there. Oh yeah. And, and huge, huge talent. Um, what I'm, what, what I'm curious to see though is, you know, in, injury wise, um, you know that that list can get rather small. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm really hoping everybody can stay healthy because I, I feel like we have a lot of, a lot of great um, running backs uh, coming into the season. Absolutely. And I mean, this is a position where we saw multiple injuries last season that we've already talked about. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of tweeted out last night too. um, you know, a portal kid that, you know, I, I kind of watched film on him. Um, he's, uh, Kate, Kate, uh, uh, Lee. Um, he's tra- he's, he's transferring out of Penn state and, you know, he, he, follows uh uh taquan uh roberson and i was kind of tweeting out saying hey yukon you know give this kid a look because he he could definitely 
he could be added talent um, to to the roster spot. And I don't think he declared where he was going to go yet. One to keep an eye on, Husky fans. That's for sure. <clears throat> but before we conclude the show, like I said earlier, we have to take some time to talk about UConn men's basketball. Uh, those of you that don't know my background, I I am actually a former uh, Division Three women's head basketball coach. So uh, played basketball many many years and everything. Went to college for all of that and everything, and it's it's near and dear to my heart. And uh, little little sides, couple side stories real quick. Justin, you know these stories, but I grew up. I'm from Flint, Michigan. Uh, grew up a diehard Detroit Pistons fan. So my favorite player growing up was Richard Rip Hamilton. And my first memory of the NCAA tournament was in 1999 when Rip helped UConn win the uh, the national championship. Um, so I, I there's uh, so UConn men's basketball has been something that I've always enjoyed, um, and then the other story I'll share is about Ryan Boatwright. Uh, he's from Aurora, Illinois. I went to high school. I finished my high school years at Oswego East High School, um, which is right next to Aurora. And Ryan Boatwright was uh, going to be a high school teammate of mine. Um, as a freshman, um, then he uh, decided to go to another school, but another UConn connection nonetheless. So those are my stories when it comes to UConn men's basketball in my past with Rip Hamilton, Ryan Boatwright. Um, this year's team is unbelievably gifted. There's so much... Uh, talent on that roster. There's going to be multiple NBA draft picks down the road. So, But their performance against Gonzaga was something special. And I, I would love to hear your thoughts on that, Justin. Yeah, with, with Gonzaga, um, a lot of people were counting UConn out. And the, the weird part was, the weird thing about this tournament is any team can can – become hot whenever when, when, whenever you know gold strikes right and uh, I just feel like you know at this moment uh, how UConn played against Gonzaga I mean all tournament they were just downright punishing teams and it was just nice to watch I mean I watching that game too I felt so comfortable uh, throughout the whole thing I was not nervous I mean it was it was fun to watch and you, you could tell, you know, the guys were just having fun out there. And and with Dan Hurley, too, Dan Hurley's really turning around this team, um, you know, with their with um, a Final Four. And it was it's it's so it's so exciting to watch this team. This this team is like the full package. And it, it, it was something that we we truly needed, because when UConn is good, great in a tournament, it's because we always have big guys. And uh, Dama Sinogo and uh, and Donovan Klingon, I mean, uh, they're really they're really making this, you know, team more like three dimensional. And everybody's doing so great. I mean, Jordan Hawkins, um Andre Jackson, even uh, Naheem uh, Aline, um, and 
Joey California. I mean, <laughs> the list goes on. I mean, everybody's playing great, and when everybody's coming off the bench, they're just they're just scoring the ball. And the way they played against Gonzaga, it was almost like they knew exactly what they were going to do before it happened. I couldn't agree more. I mean, they were just clicking on all cylinders offensively, but more importantly, defensively. It's just where they just controlled Gonzaga. Gonzaga was leading the nation in points and uh it, it just unbelievable performance. Yeah, it's it's truly fun to watch and and to actually see, you know, Jim Calhoun um, you know, getting involved again too is is I I believe is really helping um you know, I I I'm hearing too that he was really mentoring uh Dan Hurley through his, you know, first year on and this year he's just been, you know, it, it it's it's been it's been just total support and I I think that's also helping and you know Dan Dan Hurley too he's he's really adjusting to the game mm-hmm. uh, you know earlier in the season the Big East uh, you know in, in in the first quarter um, I mean the first half um, you know we could be up by twenty or thirty points then there's really no adjustments being made for the for the second half and the other the opposing team made all the correct adjustments and we lost some but i'm telling you you know it's definitely a whole complete game um from from each half and it's crazy to see absolutely and they're going to have the size advantage over every team any possible team that they could play uh, for the rest of their matchups. I mean, against Miami, Miami has great guards, but UConn has the size advantage for sure. And then, of course, against FAU. FAU is a very good seven-footer, uh, but th- there's not the depth there with that. And then they have a, a big advantage against San Diego State with size as well. So that's something to look forward to as well. Yeah, I mean uh, uh, the the San Diego State and FAU game is gonna be a, is gonna be a true battle. Um, with Miami uh, playing Texas, I watched them and and sometimes it was pretty painful. I mean Texas definitely lost it for themselves, right? Uh, with turnovers and and just giving it up. But uh, Miami's a tough team, you know. Don't don't sleep on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, those guards are fantastic. <clears throat> yes, they are. Well, that is going to. Of course, you know it. Uh... Go ahead. Oh, of course, too. It's you know the the UConn uh, uh, Jim Jim Laranega and UConn uh, battle again. So it's like you know it's it's a rematch. <laughs> yes, that one's going to be big for Husky fans. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Well, that's going to conclude our episode tonight. Uh, Got to say thank you guys for always tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. Everybody in Husky Nation who uh, takes time to listen listen to us talk uh, UConn football, uh, we truly, truly appreciate it. We appreciate uh, just all the players and coaches working their tails off to to get the program to where uh, to where it it, uh, it should be and needs to be and where it's going to be and. Uh, as always, Justin, I got to thank you for joining me every week. Oh, thank you, and I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, let the listeners know where they can uh, follow you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Hawkeye282. 
And then as always, feel free to follow me personally at coach underscore B will. And as always, the podcast Twitter account at TNT college foot one. Again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a good night. God bless.